Hello, friends. This is Pastor Pierce Eaton, and you're listening to First and Foremost, a podcast where we give you teaching and tools to make Jesus Christ first and foremost in your life. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Extras. This is part of the podcast where I unpack extra tidbits and information from my sermon preparation that I wasn't able to get to on Sunday during my sermon. Now, this Sunday, I taught on prayer as a spiritual discipline. I hope the sermon was helpful. In the sermon, I brought up multiple times how important prayer is in cultivating a deep and rich and intimate relationship with God. Christianity is more than a religion. It is a relationship, and prayer is an amazing tool to build a deeper relationship, more intimacy and communion with God. Now today in our podcast, I want to answer a question that sometimes comes up on prayer. Maybe you've thought this, maybe you've wondered this, maybe you do this. And that is the question of, why do people say, in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of their prayer? Many people do this. I know I often do this myself. Maybe you do this as well, that you've heard someone, they're praying and they're, they're saying their prayer. And then at the very end of their prayer, just kind of as that last statement, they'll say, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Why do people do that? Well, first of all, the word amen is a Hebrew word that has served as a declaration of affirmation and as a closing exclamation of agreement to a prayer in Jewish and in Christian traditions. So amen is common, um, and it's a just a Hebrew word that if you translate it into English, it means either truly, surely, or let it be so. And so this statement that people give at the end of uh, that word that they say at the end of a prayer is really their way of affirming, agreeing with what has been stated, and they say, yes, let it be so. Truly, I agree with this. That's really what's being communicated when someone says amen at the end of a prayer. Now, we probably use this in other ways too. Of course, we use it in a way to show that the prayer has ended, uh, which is helpful. Otherwise, you don't know whether someone is continuing to pray. So in settings where we're maybe praying corporately or with another person, that we'll use the word amen to signify that our prayer has finished. So that's why we use the word amen. But most people, or at least a lot of people, also say something before that. And they say, in Jesus' name, amen. Why do people say in Jesus' name. Well, did you know that praying in Jesus' name is something that we're told to do by Jesus in the book of John? Yes, it is. Jesus tells us to pray in his name, but it doesn't mean saying in Jesus' name at the end of our prayer every time. That's not what Jesus is getting at when he tells us to pray in his name. It's actually something far more deep, far more beautiful. And so if you look at John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, Jesus instructs 
his disciples, which if you're in Christ and you're his disciple, he instructs us and says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Wow. Well, that's pretty encouraging. Well, in John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Okay, so Jesus tells us here in both places to pray in his name. And if we do so, that we'll get what we asked for. But this doesn't really mean that we simply add in Jesus' name that phrase onto the end of our prayer and get whatever we want. So praying in Jesus' name is not that idea. Instead, it is the idea of praying as a person who is sent by Jesus and is asking for something in alignment with Jesus' will. That's what Jesus is conveying here when he tells us to pray in his name. Not that we just say this phrase at the end of our prayer and we get whatever we want. If that were the case, then a lot more people would win the lottery, right? I know I've prayed that prayer before, especially when I was a kid. Lord, if I could just win the lottery, and go, Lord, help me win the lottery in Jesus' name, amen. And it never happened. So does that mean that Jesus lied to us in John chapter 14 and 15? No, of course not. It's that I'm misunderstanding. I did misunderstand then, and many of us misunderstand now what it means to pray in Jesus' name. Like I said, praying in Jesus' name is the idea of praying as a person who is sent by Jesus and is asking for something in alignment with his will. With his will. This idea was common during Jesus' time. A servant of a family... Um, or maybe a family member, might have been sent to do commerce on behalf of the patriarch of that family or the business owner. So they would go into the city or into the town or into the marketplace, and they would do business deals in the name of that patriarch, in the name of that business owner, in the name of that person. They were doing things in alignment with what that person sent them to do. Likewise, this idea was common uh, for kings or for rulers of some kind. So, as you might be aware, they did not have, during Jesus' time, they did not have digital forms of communication. So, communication was extremely slow, which made, made it very difficult for kings to rule large kingdoms. Because by the time they would hear of something that is happening, it would be almost over by the time that they were able to respond to it because written forms of communication that were carried by horseback or by foot um, were not very fast forms of communication. So what a king would do is he would commission delegates or he would commission stewards of his kingdom to make decisions and rule in the name of the king. So the, the person would make decisions and they would rule and they would do they would do these things in alignment with the way the king rules his kingdom and they would do it in the name of the king. So Jesus 
the king over all of creation, is instructing us to petition the Father in his name. But here's the thing. Prayers in Jesus' name mean that they are in alignment with Jesus' will and rule as the king. If someone prays for something outside of Christ's will, then it will not happen because it's not truly in alignment with his will. It's not in his name. It doesn't matter if you say in Jesus' name at the end of your prayer. If what you're praying for is not in alignment with Jesus' will, then it doesn't happen. So actually, praying in Jesus' name is not about saying something at the end of your prayer, but is about praying for things that are in alignment with Christ's will and his kingdom coming. We can see scriptural evidence for this in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. And in it, 1 John, John writes and says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. You see there, so we receive what we are asking for, but we only receive what we are asking for when we pray in Jesus' name, which is truly in alignment with Jesus' will. When we do this, God answers with an affirmative yes. So in conclusion, I want to state this. It is not a bad thing to say in Jesus' name at the end of your prayers. Not at all. In fact, I often do it. But we must understand that this is not some magical formula that gets us what we want in prayer. The reason I often say in Jesus' name at the end of my prayer is not because I'm trying to manipulate God and get what I want. The reason why I often say it at the end of my prayer is to remind myself that my prayers will be answered if they are in alignment with Christ's will and rule. I hope this maybe clarified a question for you if you've ever wondered this, or maybe you've never asked this question, but I hope it helps in your prayer time. Thank you for listening. Later this week, I will answer a question that we have from a listener um, in our question episode, and he asks, where do people who have never heard the gospel go when they die? I'm excited to answer this question later this week. And as always, please share this podcast. Please subscribe and review the podcast. This makes the podcast more visible to those who are seeking similar content. Thank you so much. God bless.